2023. Welcome to Muse News, the BCMA's monthly museum news sector podcast. Each month, we recap some of the latest breaking news, happenings, and announcements from museums, galleries, and heritage organizations across BC and beyond. I'm Leah. And I'm Ryan. Join us as we explore the latest Muse News. Expansion project at Shawnigan Lake Museum nets $500,000 grant. The approximately $2.1 million expansion project at the Shawnigan Lake Museum has received a $500,000 boost with a grant from the province's Destination Development Fund. The funding for the museum's expansion project is one of 31 infrastructure tourism projects across the province that the Destination Development Fund is investing a total of $15 million in 2023 to 2024 in one-time grants. Projects were chosen for their contribution to communities, benefits to the tourism economy, and support for sustainability and accessibility. Lori Traylor, Executive Director of Shawnigan Lake Historical Society, said the Shawnigan Lake Museum has been around for almost 50 years, and since then, both its stories and collections have grown. Shovels hit the ground on June 3rd to begin the expansion, called Project Impact, that will triple the size of the Shawnigan Lake Museum from 2,100 square feet to more than 6,000 square feet. The society has been quite successful in its fundraising efforts that began in 2016, coming close to its financial goals with grants from Canada, the province, the Cowichan District Regional District, and private donors. The project is intended to position the museum as the cultural hub of the community and grow tourism potential in the area, and it will provide space to invite the community and visitors in for events and workshops led by the storytellers of the community. The Destination Development Fund's total contribution to Vancouver Island in its latest round of funding is more than $3.3 million in eight projects, including almost $1 million for upgrades at the Kluxui Resort and Campground near Port McNeil, and more than $600,000 for upgrades and repairs to the Port Alice Municipal Marina. Over to you, Ryan. BC government begins planning South Asian Museum in Metro Vancouver. What should a museum acknowledging and celebrating South Asian history, culture, and contributions to Canada look like? And perhaps, more importantly, at this stage of planning, where should it be located in Metro Vancouver? The provincial government is starting the public consultation process today to set the direction of its future South Asian Museum, which follows a commitment made by the BCNDP in the previous election campaign in 2020. Quote, Public input, especially from South Asian communities, is vital to moving forward on this first-of-a-kind museum, said Lana Popham, BC's Minister for Tourism, Culture, Arts and Sport, in a statement. Mabel Elmore, the Parliamentary Secretary for Anti-Racism Initiatives, added, quote, For almost 130 years, people from South Asia have been calling British Columbia home, but it's not always been a welcoming place for them. By working with community members, we can build a unique and meaningful museum that will better reflect and preserve the diverse and rich history of South Asians in this province for generations to come. During this current public consultation process, the provincial government hopes to gain feedback on the purpose of the museum, its potential name, its location, its function, not only as a museum and archive, but perhaps a community gathering place and interactive space. The provincial government has formed an advisory committee to help guide the planning process. Workshops and an online public survey will begin in early 2024, with key recommendations based on the received input summarized in a report in summer 2024. 
No further timelines for the project have been established, and the provincial government has yet to formally provide major funding. Over to you, Leah. BC filmmaker races to interview Canada's Second World War veterans before they're all gone. Jessie Swale opened the door recently to find one of her daughters, Barbara, with a beautiful bouquet and two giant silver nines filled with helium bobbing behind her. It was late afternoon following a birthday lunch at the Sylvia Hotel with family. Swale was entertaining visitors and well-wishers in her 18th floor West Vancouver condo. It was October 19th and Swale was celebrating her 99th birthday, but she was recalling a day when she was just 20, the day the Allies declared victory in Europe, VE Day, on May 8, 1945. Swale was stationed in Sydney, Nova Scotia at HMCS Protector, also known as the Point Edward Naval Base on Cape Breton Island, as one of the 7,000 Wrens, Women's Royal Canadian Naval Service members, who served during the Second World War. Swale is one of hundreds of people interviewed by Eric Brunt, a Victoria filmmaker who has crisscrossed the country four times, at first living out of an old post office van, recording the stories of the nation's vanishing Second World War veterans. The Canadian War Museum then began backing his project, and Melkai Films hopped on board as a producer. The end result will be enshrined at the Canadian War Museum in Ottawa as part of the archives. The raw video will be available to researchers, and Brunt is working on making a documentary. Brunt, aged 30, took on the project in 2018, inspired by his grandfather, Clifford Brunt, who died at 95, never having talked much about his wartime experience. Time is of the essence. Of the 507 Second World War veterans he's interviewed to date, 140 of six of them being in BC, 315 have died. Veterans Affairs lists the average age of the 5,880 veterans of the Second World War and Korean War as 96. Brunt said, even three years ago, one in three legions had a member who'd served in the Second World War, but no longer. At the moment, Brunt is transferring all his footage to the Canadian War Museum, a process that should be finished in May if all goes well. This includes interviews with veterans and their children when the veteran is no longer able to share their story due to health issues or dementia. Brunt said that while he began the project in 2018, people told him that it was too late. About every couple of weeks, he gets an email informing him that someone he's interviewed has passed away. Back to you, Ryan. Thanks, Leah. Exploration Place celebrates a milestone. It's been a year since the Exploration Place reopened with some major renovations that took place, and organizers are taking time to celebrate the new strategic plan, which has increased visitor numbers to the center. The renovations include the new Gaia Hall, Link Gallery, Mosaic Gallery, Origins Kitchen, and a new look, Elements Retail, an expanded George Phillips Exhibit Gallery, and Ted Williams History Center. The center is also celebrating the 20th anniversary of Tracy Caligaros, Chief Executive Officer, in her new leadership role within the Museum and Science Center. Quote, Tracy's leadership has been instrumental to the Exploration Place's success for the past 20 years, and her vision has helped make the recent Living Evolution Renovation Project a reality, said Helena Turtle, the Exploration Place Board of Trustees Chair. She also said, quote, On behalf of the Board of Trustees, past and present, it is my honor to recognize Tracy's three decades of service to the Exploration Place, including 20 years as CEO. Caligaros began working at the Exploration Place in graphic design and marketing in 1994 and took on progressively increasing leadership roles until she was named CEO in 2003. 
Under her leadership, the center has flourished by continuing to adapt its focus and programming to meet the needs of community. Quote, in an ever-changing world, museums and science centers are a central pillar of civic society, Caligaro said. Quote, the plan laid out in Convergence reflects the exploration place's ability to adapt to societal shifts. Titled Convergence, the new strategic plan will help guide the exploration place for the next five years. The plan is centered around the organization's new mission, to provide a local lens on our evolving world by fostering discovery and engagement. It also includes a new vision statement, to strive to be a vibrant and trusted center where diverse perspectives and traditions are celebrated. The Convergence Plan leads the exploration place past its 60th anniversary in 2028. BC Vintage Truck Museum could lose its home with six months' notice. Every Wednesday and Saturday, a small army of volunteers goes to work at the British Columbia Vintage Truck Museum. This group, including retired mechanics and those with other skills, restore and maintain the last remaining vehicles representing West Coast transportation history. The volunteers have put in approximately 90,000 hours, representing a value of over $1 million. They are readying a 1995 GMC fire truck decorated with Christmas lights along with three other vintage trucks that museum volunteers will drive in the Cloverdale Santa Claus Parade on December 3rd. The museum displayed a 1941 FWD, a 1941 International Army truck, and a 1952 Army Jeep at the Cloverdale Legion for Remembrance Day ceremonies. Since 2011, the museum has occupied a building at Surrey's Cloverdale Fairgrounds, originally built in 1958. It survives on donations from the public, vehicle rentals from the film industry, and a Surrey Heritage Grant that covers the rent. The city of Surrey has decided that the $750,000 cost to replace the roof of the building exceeds the $350,000 assessment value and is slated for demolition. The museum has received a final four-year lease, but could be given six months' notice to vacate at any time for the redevelopment of the property. Quote, there is no way we could find a home for the museum with all the trucks, memorabilia, and equipment with six months' notice, said museum president Anna Dean, former director of operations for Coast Mountain Bus Company. Quote, we are part of the community, hosting and attending numerous community events to support other not-for-profit organizations, along with volunteer hours and mentorship. We need to find a permanent home. The volunteers have patched the roof and hope to keep the truck museum operating for as long as possible. Quote, I am proud of the volunteers and the work they do. It feels so good when people come and see the joy it brings, Dean says. I don't know what we could do to find a new location for the 36 trucks and 5,000 pieces of memorabilia that make up the museum. She is grateful for the city of Surrey for giving the heritage grant that offsets the building rent and hopes the museum can stay in the area. Quote, what history will remain once we're gone? Ideally, Dean would like the BC Vintage Truck Museum to become part of a heritage hub in Cloverdale. That includes the Surrey Museum, Surrey Heritage Rail, displaying cars from the BC Electric Company Interurban Line that ran from Vancouver to Chilliwack beginning in 1910. Quote, It's hard to think that this could all be gone forever, Anna Dean says. We need a permanent home for our transportation heritage, or it will disappear. And now it's time for Who's News on Muse News. This segment features your submitted staffing changes from across the province. 
Denise Fong has joined the Museum of Vancouver as the Curator of Urban Cultures. She is a UBC Public Scholar and PhD candidate. She was the co-curator of Burnaby Village Museum's Across the Pacific exhibition and a seat at the table, Chinese Immigration in British Columbia, featured at both the Museum of Vancouver and the Chinese Canadian Museum of BC. She is the co-author of Challenging Racist British Columbia and of 1923, Challenging Racism's Past and Present, as well as the co-author and lead researcher of Rooted, Chinese Canadian Stories in Burnaby. Mackie Lake House Foundation welcomed Denise Dixon to their team this year in the role of event planner. She joins administrator Sharon Mercer, archives and media relations Carla Jean Stokes, and manager of four years Valerie Cheroniak. The board of directors of the Nelson Museum Archives and Gallery is pleased to announce that Jennifer Dunkerson is their new executive director, effective November 27, 2023. Congratulations to everyone starting new roles. And this was Muse News for November 2023. Join us next month for the latest news, information, and stories from museums in BC and beyond. I'm Ryan Hunt. Join us next month for the latest Muse News.